Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Darlene Rhodes, and I have with me today Chris Norman, our creative producer and a wonderful, wonderful man. And also we have with us today Tiffany Kramer, my daughter. And uh, we are just so glad to have you listening. And uh, today's podcast, we will just see where this goes. But Chris, I'm glad you're here. I know that you have had a little bit of a cold. and Yeah, I may start coughing at any point. And I would just like to say that Christy is not here, so when she's listening to this, we don't know where she is. So she just didn't show yeah, up today. She, she took off today yeah. on us, I know. I know. And Tiffany, I'm not sure what it is that you've, what you've got going over there, but you don't sound normal either. I've got the creds. It's certified. It's certified creds. This is crud weather. And I will crunch my cough drop oh, no. in the mic. Excellent. Let's try not to, okay? I'll do my best. I'll do your best, okay. Well, we are really glad you're here. And uh, it's going to be almost the new year coming at us. We're getting past Christmas, and then we've got the brand new 2020 ahead of us. It's exciting. I'm always thankful every year. I get so excited about the fact that we get a new year because to me, it's a freshness. It's a fresh start. Sometimes uh, when we think that, it's not exactly like we think. I've had that happen many, many times. Mm -hmm. But I'm always optimistic. My husband, Daryl, thinks I'm an eternal optimistic, which I am. I am too. Uh, But I just believe that... My God is so good, and and even though times are rough and times are hard, sometimes they're still good. I believe in that rainbow out there, you know. I do too. Uh, I just on people's nerves sometimes. Yeah, you know, uh, we're maybe we're that uh, half uh, half Half full full. rather than the half empty kind of person, and uh, I don't know. I think Tiffany's kind of that too, though. You're you're a half full kind of person more than you are the other. Yeah, I think probably more than yeah. Yeah. I'm not pessimistic. No, right. I'm not Pollyanna, but I'm not pessimistic. Yeah, you're kind of on the teeter-totter there, maybe. Yeah. I maybe am not quite Pollyanna, but I, w- I would be a little more that way. I think it's funny that God kind of pairs us with people of the opposites, because Jess mm-hmm. is very much a glass half-empty person, and we have to sit there and adjust our mm-hmm. perspectives with each other. I know. God intentionally does that, yeah. doesn't he? I'm always amazed because he doesn't need us to be just alike in a marriage at mm. all. Right. Because that's what makes us a whole. That's what makes us one. And we learn from each other. Mm. You know, uh, Daryl does really good with reining me in because I see sunshine in so many things, which you should. But he also, you know, sometimes... We do live in a real world here, so... He's a little bit more of a realist. Yes, very much more, I would say, than maybe. I don't know. I I'm think... a what-ifer. Yes. I can I can talk all day about what-if. And That's a flaw That is, Yeah, that is not me. I probably used to be that. I'm sorry for like that. Like a positive what-if or a negative what-if? Oh, negative for mm. sure. Like, I, I'm not a negative person, but if we're planning something or we need to do something... I'm like, you need to always plan for what could happen. Like, what's what's plan B if this falls through? What if this happens? What if that happens? And when I start this stuff with my husband, he's like, what if a plane falls out of the sky? I'm like, that could happen. That actually happens. <laughs> like, the that's not, with Josh. She, it doesn't she work what with ifs, me. And I'm like, oh. well, what if the zombie apocalypse happens and we have to go underground? <laughs> yeah, who are you to judge? <laughs> well, then maybe she's more of a half glass. 
We'd have just have come talk to us. maybe. Well, she says no. She's... I'm talking about Tiffany. I oh, mean, me. I, well, yeah. I but I think yeah. I think she you splashes think in the water, maybe a little bit back and forth. Maybe there. I'm well rounded. Maybe um, could be. I don't know. Not really. But anyway, I love personalities, and I love the way that God puts people together, and 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 whether it, it's in, at work. I know you work with people that are total opposites of you, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's interesting uh, in a marriage, in your children. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have just one child, and they get to be all of it. You know, they get to be, but you have two children, and they're going to be absolutely different opposites. It's just so funny. Or two out of the three, because in our yes, family, two out of the three, yeah. In our our family, the oldest, I'm the youngest. And my brother's the oldest, and my sister's the long-forgotten middle child, bless her heart. But I'm so much like my brother, it's not even funny. But then on the other hand, there's some things that I'm really a lot like Tammy, but Joey and I are a lot alike. We have the same sense of humor and the same Mm -hmm. attitude. And Tammy's (laughs) a stabilizer. Tammy's a lot like you. She's very much like me. She's a stabilizer and kind of wants, she tries to, she's a fixer. Yeah, she's a fixer. She is a fixer. I'm a fixer. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, personalities and how God does that and puts that in us. And that'll be interesting, you know, something we can talk about a lot because we're going to constantly be in having, being around people Mm -hmm. that make up the whole table. Right. And I love that when different personalities, like last week, or you know, our guest that we just had, uh, Elias, you know, all the way from uh, Hollywood, California, mm-hmm. you know, his personality. We we've talked about that a little bit, you know, how his personality is so out there, it's so big, and and how God has gifted him in the areas that he has, and it's just so fun to uh, have enjoyed his personality last week. Uh, yeah, that's what we talked about. He's very much an evangelist. He has one message, and he's going around and telling everybody the message that he has for him. And yeah. he's able yeah. to adapt it yeah. to where he's at Wherever and who he's, he's talking at. to. This is what I need to tell you. Here it yes. is. Yes. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. And we could not do that, you know, because that is just the gifting that's that is gift. I know, and I love that. And so sitting around the table as we have different guests, and which we're going to, I can't wait to see what God's got in 2020 for us. And who all will be sitting at the table with us. We have lots of people that have said they are going to be with us and and they want to. Including our team. Yes. uh, The holidays have really uh, been pulling on everyone. And so we totally understand that. A lot of Christmas parties, a lot of New Year's parties. And and then Mm -hmm. we all will settle back and and, uh, be down to normal life, whatever normal life is again. Mm Mm-hmm. so today, I was just kind of thinking about this particular podcast, and one of the things that's really been on my heart a lot, and um, I am planning to talk about it even at our local church here, uh, maybe really soon, maybe by the time this podcast is, is out, but I want to talk about forgiveness versus bitterness, or bitterness versus forgiveness, because of the fact that we're going into 2020, and as I've just thought, I, I, I've thought about the hurts of so many people. And that's one of the things that we've talked about. And that's one of the things we will talk about because there's different kind of hurts, things that we haven't mentioned, things that we haven't talked about. But there's real people, all of us are, and we've all been hurt. We've all went through situations. And 
And I've just thought about how many times we drag the old into the new year. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it's kind of hard. We said, okay, I see that, but I don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there, you know, wanting to forgive someone, wanting to make things right. And, and sometimes we go on with life and we think we're okay. Absolutely. And I did that for so many years of my life. And until I came to a place, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, maybe I'll share a little testimony with you. But if you're out there today and you're you kind of you're leaning in because you realize that there's something in your heart that, you know, you think about it, it makes you so angry and you find out you start talking about it that there's more hurt there than you want to admit. Yeah, like, I thought I was over that. Hmm, guess I'm not. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes we're even upset with God mm-hmm. because, God, this was unfair. I didn't ask for this life, or I didn't ask for this, and where are you when I'm hurting? And, and so many people, I think, ask those questions, and I think probably every human being has wondered it, even if they didn't speak speak it out. They've wondered, you know, God, why have you forsaken me? You know, Jesus said that on the cross because he had those moments. I think especially church people are afraid to ask that of God. And that's yes. one of the conversations I've had with my wife, you know, and different times is God can handle our anger. He can. Yes, God he can. can handle our frustration. He's not and, surprised by yeah, it. He's not caught off guard. You can come to him and be frustrated and you yes. come to him and be mad. You come to him and be angry and tell him why. And he's faithful to open it up. You know, yeah. you knock and the doors are open, and he, you know, I, I think, explain, but explain isn't the right word, but he can help walk you through those things. Mm-hmm. And we're so afraid, you know, we could think it, but we're so afraid to say that to God because God's going to smack us down from heaven or something. But it's just like what you said, Jesus did that. Jesus cried out to God. David cried out to God. I mean, we see over and over again. I right. mean, people literally wrestled with God. I mean, it's like God can handle it. He's, he's a big boy. He can. Yeah. And so many times we try to make excuses for God. Have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. Especially in, in the church or the Christian world, we yes. want to make excuses for God. And people are really, we all wanting people, God is honest. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he said in his word exactly who he is, what he does. He has emotions. And, and he, he is just so real. And he wants us to be real with him, first of all. And unless we're real with ourselves and we're real with him, then we can't get healed because right. we're trying to hide underneath that. And, and I think that's because we're disappointed with life. But yet, as Christians, we know that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. We see that faithfulness. We understand it. But yet it hasn't manifested in our lives. So what do we do with that? Yeah. And I think that we forget that there's nothing. I mean, it sound, sounds really simple. But God gave us our emotions. You know, He, we are made in His image, and He gave us the ability to be angry, the ability to be whole, the ability to be happy, sad. That's, that's who we are as a human being. And, you know, people are afraid, like you said, to be honest with God, you know, and just say, well, there, we're not hiding anything from Him. He knows our thoughts before we know our thoughts. And He knows our beginning from our end, and even if you're shaking your fist at God, that doesn't catch him off guard. That doesn't change the way he feels about you. But it, what it does when we're afraid to express those feelings, um, 
we're keeping ourselves from going on. We're keeping ourselves from being able to, to step into that victory or that healing or that release because we're ashamed of our feelings. But God made us to commune with him and to fellowship with him and to share who we are. He already knows, mm-hmm. but it's really for us because yes. we need to let it. You know, I've had times in my life when I'm like, why? And I've been mad at God. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so, I can't believe I was mad at God. But then I just had to get a revelation that that didn't surprise him, that didn't mm-hmm. shock him, that didn't disappoint mm-hmm. him. We can disappoint God. We can turn ourselves away from God. But that's a whole other thing. But he's there for us, and he understands, and nothing we can do can take him by surprise. And I think that that's so important to learn and to really digest that in your in your mind and your heart. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you said something, you know, you t- said something about, you know, you once thought, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of, you got a revelation. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes it takes a while for us to get a revelation oh, of something yeah. of the personality of God. And the more time that we spend with him, and especially in our broken times, I've learned more in my broken times of life oh, goodness, than I have yes. in all of the the times that I enjoy the most, I think. Absolutely. I've brought, because in those situations, there have been great pearls of life that's come to me. and But there are those times where I grew up in a pastor's home like you did. Uh, like, like I, I mean, we are all very familiar with the church world. And I thank God for that. I wouldn't take anything in the world for, I'm glad that someone, which was a woman, that preached a salvation message that my daddy heard and he was not raised in any kind of Christian environment. He got saved as a young man mm-hmm. and then his his dad and stepmother got saved and he went on to become a, a preacher. But because of that, I was able to be raised in a Christian environment even though it was not a perfect environment. And even though there were a lot of heartaches and a lot of troubles and a lot of things, but I learned as a child uh, about God and all. And then when life sometimes doesn't work out the way we think, and uh, there's a lot of disappointments, and so we take a turn in life, and sometimes we go on thinking that we don't have anything in our heart. And I think that's what I'm trying to most say today is how about those times when we're going ahead and we're doing life, mm-hmm. but underneath there are things that we really haven't dealt with we really haven't taken to the lord we haven't really given them over to him there may be times where we have said oh you know i'm going to let it go i'm not going to let it bother me but the wounds and the hurts are really really deep Mm -hmm. and so we're carrying those a lot of times when you have wounds you guard those wounds Mm -hmm. and you don't want like if you're in the hospital and you have a, a wound and the dressing has to be changed. Nobody wants the dressing changed because you pull off a dressing and it hurts. Yeah. And you have to measure it and pack it and everything else. And it, it creates a level of vulnerability. And nobody likes to feel that vulnerability because it could hurt. And it's easier sometimes to numb those things. And I think that God created it us to be intimate with him, to be vulnerable with him, to have that open line of communication with him. And if we have that with him, then we could teach our children to have that with us. So those yeah. heartaches aren't happening with us. If if one of my kids is mad at me or hurt, then I want them to come to me because I love them and I want to fix it and I want to yes. resolve it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way God is with us. And if we are 
teaching and if that's flowing now from God in that right direction, then you have that open vulnerability, you have that open whatever, then you trust somebody, you trust the nurse, you trust whatever to address those wounds, then mm-hmm. it doesn't just sit there and fester yeah. and your leg fall off. Yeah. I love that because because you said address that. You know, someone that loves you, address that. And maybe we're that love today of God in your life that's listening to this that to this broad, this podcast and saying God's saying to you, I love you, and you need to address this. I have a brand new year for you, mm-hmm. and I'm wanting you to let go of some hurts. I'm wanting you to let me heal you. And another thing that you said, Chris, that I thought was so good, you know, as a father, and you have children, and you want them to come to you. You want them to tell you. And I know, Tiffany, you do too. You would rather sure. Max would come and say, I'm really mad at you. You hurt my feelings or you upset me. You said something or you did something I don't understand or I don't think it's fair. Mm -hmm. So how can we as children of God think that how dare we Mm -hmm. say that to God? You know, that's so wrong. He's a heavenly father that loves us even more. And he wants us to come and say, I don't understand. That isn't fair. That doesn't seem fair to me. And... It doesn't mean that when your child comes to you and they say to you, I don't understand why you did that or why you allowed that to happen. You didn't protect me from my brother when Mm -hmm. you should have stood up for me. And you didn't even realize as a natural father that he was being hurt over it so badly. But you're glad that he told you. Sometimes as a natural father, I would have to apologize because I'm human. But when it comes to our relationship with God, he can... Ex- show us and explain to us the reason why because he's perfect yes. and, and there's a perfect reason with me I'm, I may have to be vulnerable in the fact that I have to say I'm sorry I'm sorry that I let that happen you know but I think God, we have to do that to yeah. God also yes yeah. because when we're in the midst of our pain our knee-jerk reaction is not so much um a lot of times newer younger Christians you know they just like when a baby dies, God took this baby. Okay, that's not a thing, you know, and that's a whole nother podcast. But, you know, we think, why did God do this? No, it may not be that God did that, but God did allow it. And that, you know, we when you do shake your fist at God and, and it's not, you're not surprised, by, he's not surprised by it. But still, when you turn, turn your anger towards him, um, he is just like a, an earthly parent should be. You know, my son can be so mad at me and and just furious, and, and I'm always quick to tell him, I know you're mad right now, but I love you. Nothing, no matter what you do, that can't change the way I love you. It never would, no matter what you, the worst thing you could possibly imagine doesn't change my love for you. But I think in turn, I have to say to him, to, to my son sometimes, uh, Mommy got over overheated, and I, I shouldn't have said that didn't help anything. Me talking to you the way I did didn't help you, I'm sorry. It kind of catches him off guard. He's like, well, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> you know. But we have to do that. But Sometimes we need to it. tell. It does, because yeah. then you don't have anything to work with. <laughs> it takes it down, and then mm-hmm. you can actually talk Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. And I've had to tell God I'm sorry mm-hmm. for not just waiting and listening and learning through mm-hmm. a situation and be like, okay, God, you're sovereign. Yeah. I'm not. You and know, he's so just. You have a plan. Yes. And he's like, he's like, it's okay, it's fine. Yeah. Because that's just, that's how God is. Like, we're supposed to be with our kids. I forgive you. I still love you. You're grounded, but I love you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So good. I love that. Uh, 
I want you both to be thinking about maybe situations of your own life where you've had to uh, really let some things go. Forgiveness. And uh, I, I just will share a little thing. I have a lot of things in my life for sure that where I've had to check myself many times and say, God, show me because maybe someone else blindsided me with things and I didn't even, don't even know where they're coming from. And I think probably you've had that with friendships. You've had that with uh, spouses. You've had that with children. You've had situations that that weren't fair. And as a child uh, raised in a home that my mother was not in the best shape to raise a child at that particular time of her life and uh, I, if you read my book on Miracle of the Breaking, you, you will you will hear a lot about that. And then I was married for 17 and a half years and had three children, and we traveled in a bus, and, uh, you know, ministry was what we did. And then when my husband left, uh, it was devastating. And as life goes on, you know, you just keep taking, sometimes you pull with you, like I said, we take things across another year into a new era of our life, and we're not letting go of what was before. Many times, out of my mouth, I said, <clears throat> I, you know, I, for, I forgive them. I forgive them. And I really wanted to, and I really tried, but yet there was such a sore, a fester there that I hadn't totally released. And I really didn't know how much, but God used someone and that's like you were talking, you know, about as as your children or maybe God's using this podcast to tell someone, you know, you really need to let that go because I want to bless you. I, I want to take you into places you haven't been. But when we're still stuck in that unforgiveness cage mm-hmm. of life, we aren't being the success, success that God really wants us to be right. because I believe with all my heart <clears throat> that my world really began to change. We went to a meeting um, in Tulsa, and uh, we were we were there in a big uh, center and sitting up at the close to the top of a, an auditorium. And uh, the, one of the ministers, Jack Hayford, had preached actually, and uh, uh, the pastor Billy Joe Daughtery, that uh, was the pastor at that time. Uh, he got up to close the service, and he looked up, and it was in the maybe center, and 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 the seats were all you know on an incline like going stadium up. seating, stadium seating, and uh, we were probably about ten rows, twelve rows up. I don't know exactly. It, we were up pretty high, and uh, Billy Joe just walked over in front of the section where we're at, and he looked up, and he said, "That lady up there in a gray suit or green suit, I don't remember. Well, I had borrowed the suit to wear to that conference." And I didn't, you know, I thought it was somebody else. I thought he was talking to somebody else. And he said it two or three times, and someone behind me touched my shoulder and said, he's talking to you. And I was like, me? And he said, yes, you, and is that your husband? Well, anyway, I went down, and he spoke over us, and he just said, you know, you are not second-rate people. You know, God has something for you, but you need to go home, back to your hotel tonight, and get on your knees and you need to forgive the people that have wronged you. You need to pe- uh, forgive the people that have hurt you. And, of course, you know, immediately your mind knows. I knew immediately mm-hmm. what it was. I mean, because my soul was so wounded. Mm-hmm. 
And even though my spirit man was strong and, and God had was doing great things in my life, there was this, I would call it bitterness, that was in there that I had not allowed the wound to heal, to let it get cleaned out like it should. And we went home and we... You know, we went back to our hotel and got on our face before God and, and wept and cried and asked God to forgive us, to hang it on to things that instead of, let you know, really letting it go. And I really believe that that was one of the biggest turns of my life that yeah. taught me. And there were a lot of times after that that I had to practice that same forgiveness. Yeah. Again, in other areas, but it didn't get lodged like that was right and so i really feel like that's what this whole podcast is about is to try to help you not allow offenses even though they're so painful and they 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 hurt so bad uh we're broken we're wounded and god wants to heal our wounds because he said that he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquity and by his stripes we're healed. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that healing, you know, when we're healed in our soulish realm, because that's the part that we get in trouble. There's the part we think. That's where our heart is, you know, gets wounded. And But when we allow our soul to be healed, then our body will prosper. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because our spirit, man, it's saved, it's redeemed as Christians. But we've got to get that soulish realm healed so mm-hmm. that our spirit can be strong and our soul can be strong. And as our soul is strong, we begin to speak out more and more what the word says and our body will line up our prosperity around us and peace, you know, and everything that we need in our life. And that's what God wants us to have in 2020 is to go into this new year, not dragging those old offenses because you know what? People have been ugly in twenty in 2019, mm-hmm. 2018, 2019, 2017. Mm-hmm. People have been ugly. They've hurt you. They've hurt different ones of us sitting at this table even. Yeah. And, and and so, you know, I really feel like people that are listening, that you want to be free. You want to go into this new year, and you're thinking, how can I do that? All I can say to you is that I wanted to be whole. I wanted God to speak to me. I just didn't know how or what because on the way down to that particular meeting, uh, Daryl and I both were just so overwhelmed. And I believe it's the only time in our ministry that I remember where I didn't know if I could take any more. You know, and uh, that was one time when God just had to say through someone that didn't know us, didn't know anything, but just had to say, you know, you've got to go get the inside cleaned out Mm -hmm. in your emotional realm, in your soulish realm. You have to really let that go. You have to let what Jesus had done and paid the price for you. We think it's just for our sins. No, that's just the beginning of what he does for us. And he wants us to be whole, spirit, body, and so it's a poison, bitterness and resentment yes, is a poison. Yes, it and it is. and most people don't realize and it's one of the things that I've been preaching from a medical standpoint is that stress, that anxiety, 
that fear, that worry, all those things that bitterness or resentment bring you, the sleepless nights, all that, that directly affects your health. It makes you physically sick. That's the stuff that causes cancer, it causes cardiac disease, it causes diabetes. You know, it keeps you from being successful because instead of dreaming and thinking about the ways that you can be a Mm. success, you're sitting here thinking about the hurt that you have and... Mm. It's real hurt, and it's real, but yes. if you could let that go, then you could get over here to this world and start thinking of how you can be a success for God, how you can be a success for your kids and for your community, and you're just sitting there taking that poison on yourself over and over and over again, and it will literally kill you, yeah. and it'll keep you from everything that you're supposed to be, whether it kills your body or it kills your, like you said, your soul. You can't be the creative or recreator that God created you to be if you're being held back by that because we can't, it's almost impossible to be um, creative and anxious at the same time. You can't be creative and stressed at the same time. That's what bitterness brings us. It brings us stress and tears us down and it causes our blood pressure to go up. It causes our glucose and insulin to be thrown off in our bodies and we're not digesting our food correctly. We're not getting the nutrients we need in our human bodies because of all those horrible things and I feel like that's what God was trying to tell you in that instance. Like, you've got to let this go so you can be who you need to be. Right. We can't dream. Like you said, you can't see vision because all you can see is right where you're at. The pain is so, it just so engulfs you. And you can't see that. You can't look beyond yourself. No. Mm -hmm. And that becomes our focus. Yeah. You know, and God says, my dreams that I have for you are so big and so huge. and, And if you'll trust me that you can build your foundation up on your hurts and, and you can say, okay, been there, done that. And, uh, I, I can't handle them. So I have to give them to him. And it, you know, I, I believe that there's a, there's a scripture that, that I just absolutely love. And I, I believe it's, uh, Isaiah 43:10 or 41, 10. I always get confused on that. I say, I love it. And I get confused on whether it's 43 or 41, but anyway, you can look it up. Uh, but, Uh, The Amplified Bible says, Fear not, for I am with you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I will harden you to difficulties. Mm -hmm. That's the Amplified version. And I got stuck on that. I will harden you to difficulties because at the particular time that I, that scripture was just a daily food for me. I was going through, that was way after I had cleansed my heart and, and 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 asked God to forgive me for holding on to things that I should have just let go. And, but it was another time in my life where I had to practice that forgiveness all over again. But I realized that, and that scripture spoke to me so much because it said, I will harden you to difficulties. And the enemy that has come against you, you will look around and you will see that enemy no more. And at that time, there were a lot of things, people that, that didn't like us, people that wanted to see us destroyed, people that... You know, and we've all faced that in our lives. You know, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be people that don't like you and aren't going to celebrate you, but whatever. But I realized that God wants to take in our our lives, and He wants us to get hardened to difficulties, and realize that yes, but Jesus, not a hard heart, not a hard heart, a but hard it heart, makes a us tough know skin. a tough skin. Or yes, a bigger good. shield, a bigger, bigger shield. shield. Yes, yes, that says. That the same God that was with me through those in the past, he's with me today, and he'll be in my tomorrows. And every time that situations come, we can look back, and we're strengthened by the fact that our God delivered us, and he'll deliver us from the enemy of our soul. And it is the enemy of our soul Mm -hmm. that wants to get us down, gets us back into that moment of what-ifs, 
back into those moments of fear, rejection, and hurt. Well, it's different when you know his plans and you know his games. And when yes. he tries to come at you, it's no surprise. Like, And it doesn't really affect you because, like... You knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like that's what God's saying in that scripture. That's good. Like he'll reveal yeah, I like that. his he'll reveal his hand, and you know, even in a military fight, if you know what the enemy's going to do, then he's not going to beat you. You no, know, right. if you no. know how many men he's bringing, if you know what he's going to try to do, if you know how he's going to surprise you, if you know what, then he can't. You, you can't I mean, that's why the CIA exists because we're trying to get the knowledge on the enemy. Mm-hmm. Trying to collect information. Yeah. And that's what our life is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Our life is supposed to be collecting information of the the tactics of the enemy, which is the devil that tries to come against us and tries to speak into our mind. And our natural man tends to lean towards taking in the negative. But when we allow the God of this universe, the creator <clears throat> of all, and those of us that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we have received him into our heart and into our life, we know that he has redeemed us, and therefore we get information from him. The Holy Spirit will speak to us, and we take that, and I love that in comparison with the CIA, that is giving us instruction and mm-hmm. helping us to know that God has not changed. He's going to be there, and he's going to help us through every situation. Is there anything in your life that you'd like to sh- share that stands out to you right now, Chris? Well, just in every situation that... I've had harbored that bitterness. And one of the things that I think God has always shown me is, like, when it came to my parents, like, they were working with the best that they had. I don't, you know, there are situations where people are, are malicious against you on purpose, but a lot of the time, the major hurts that I've had, they weren't trying to be malicious. They, they were just literally working with what they had. And once they realized the pain that they caused, they were quick to fix it because they, I mean, and that's not every situation, but I, I feel like, especially when it comes with loved ones and people that really do care about you, if they've hurt you, they want a chance to fix it, and or they should want it. Should want it, and, yes. And, like, I, I look at my dad, and I look at the situations he had to go through growing up, and I used to get resentful and bitter about the, some of the things that happened to me as a kid and some of the ways I was talked to, and I think... Well, that's that's what he knew. Those were the tools that he was working with, and he didn't tap into the things he needed to tap into. And you know, and since then he's learned a lot of those lessons. But it's like, you know, like it's hard for me when I see that to still have that resentment and bitterness. It's like, yeah, I get it, and let's pick have, up and move on. And I want to learn to not do that with my kids, and 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 see that as better, and, and <clears> tap into that God love and that God relationship with the father so that I could be a better father or I can be a better husband or I can be a better friend even to be able to see is exactly what we talked about to be able to see the deception yeah that's so good to t- be able to to learn from and, and and not want to do that and if we learn those lessons then we go into a new year not taking what our past was if we learn from it that's that's amazing because that's that's what life lessons are supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, you have anything you want to share with us before we move um, on? Well, I there are I've learned some big things about forgiveness, um, and I won't go into all of it today because it would take the whole podcast. But um, I, I wanted to point out that whenever you have unforgiveness or hurt that hasn't been healed it really doesn't affect the other person. It's It stops you. It doesn't stop them, especially if they're particularly calloused people 
they've gone on with their life and they don't even care. So or they have, don't know. Or they don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah because because hurt and unforgiveness becomes very selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, very we personal. become selfish, and and we can be the most giving, loving person. Mm-hmm. But if you're holding that unforgiveness, that that hurt, that ache that you just can't let go of, you're the one who's being wounded. You're the one who can't move forward, and God can't necessarily pour into you everything that's available to you because you have made a shield out of your your hurt. And until that gets broken open, and or even just a crack, so so that healing mm-hmm. balm can seep in there. That's so good. You know, you have to. You're stopping yourself. Yeah, that's good. You're 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 the devil's helping you build that that little igloo. So you can hide in it and feel safe and say, I won't let myself be hurt anymore. And there is something to that as well. You have to be smart enough to walk away. But if you build that that armor for yourself of unforgiveness and resentment and, and it becomes a protective barrier, that's great that you're protected, but you're also blocking out blessings and you're blocking out your own freedom and your own well-being because you have to let that get broken open, and sometimes that's a very painful process to walk through. But it's so freeing, and, and it, you can have a whole new life, a whole new look, a perspective, you know. And, and it's, it's scary sometimes. It's very scary, but it's necessary. And so that was my two cents worth about, you know, what you can do. It's just, it, it can be, you can keep yourself from being healed you can keep yourself from being um being able to help other people if you have that shell of unforgiveness you know and you you build it as a protective barrier for yourself but then you're also blocking out the good things that could come into your life yeah and that's all true the people that you've hurt or that have hurt you they go ahead and they have their their life and mm-hmm. they're really not that much in unless they're just really have have you know, they're so vindictive that you're all they think about. And mm-hmm. and you have to understand that we're really not that important to someone exactly. else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they've you're, gone You're more, way more obsessed with yourself than you think they are with you. Absolutely. And when so you, then when we, you're hurt. Yeah, then we build this little prison that we mm-hmm. live in inside of. And God is trying really, really hard to get us not to take anything, nothing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because we can't soar. Above situations, carrying weights that we weren't uh, made to carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's really important that, that when we, you know, 2020, there's a lot of resolutions that are mm-hmm. going to be made. You know, everybody wants to, to lose weight. They want to be a better parent. Mm-hmm. They want to be a better student. Uh, what are some things that, that you've heard in New Year's resolutions? What can you think of that people want to do? Oh, they're going to exercise. You know, they're going to... Be a better housekeeper. They're going to... Be better with their money. They're going to... Oh, yeah. 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 I say that every day. Um, You know, there's... We have all these... I don't make resolutions because I try not to lie. I know myself. I know me. I just try to do better today. And then I'll try to do better again tomorrow. I can't make a New Year's resolution because then I'll be at the altar every day. (laughs) Maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe Maybe not. Maybe Maybe we should do that. Um, 
but yeah, this so this is 2020 coming up, and, and uh, how about one of the things that we try to change, and I like that on a daily basis, that we go into 2020, and we don't want to take unforgiveness with us, because Absolutely. we don't want to get bitter in our heart, and if we take it in, we will get bitter. That's just mm-hmm. a fact. If If there are people that can walk into a room, and they make your blood boil, or if there are people that you hear their name, it makes you so angry, then you have unforgiveness in your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's probably turned into bitterness. And you're the one that God wants to set free yeah. today. And mm-hmm. so I believe that God can set us free for this new 2020. It yeah. just means that, God, this is what I want more than anything is to be free so that I can do what you've called me to do. Yeah. And so, Chris, would you close us out in prayer today and just pray for those that's out there that that are weighted down with unforgiveness and bitterness in their hearts, that they'll be free this year? Sure. Heavenly Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name and just ask you, God, for each one of us, God, and everyone listening, God, that you just become the antidote to the poison, Lord, the bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness can be, God, and that you... Um, you just break free, um, help break free everyone that's struggling with this, God, that you help them have the insight and the Holy Spirit just gives them the wisdom and the discernment to know how to address these things, God. And just thank you, Lord, that you are a powerful God and that you are um, just and you, yet you are loving and you are forgiving and that you are just teaching us how to be just like you, Lord. And we just thank you for each and every one of these listeners and what you're doing for them in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at the table with Darlene. We have enjoyed our time with you, and may you be blessed until next time we sit at the table together. Hi, this is Christy with At the Table with Darlene. We hope you were able to glean from our table today as we shared our hearts and thoughts. We would like to invite you to take some time to check out our website and get a closer look at what Darlene is doing. You can find out information about her book, The Miracle of the Breaking, see what upcoming events she has planned, and consider being a partner with Women Around the World Ministries at womenaroundtheworldministries.org.